1: Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio six ten K It is Tuesday afternoon. Our phone number five four seven one six ten. Email six ten konacom dot com. Bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line Six Ten. Parlor and Facebook at the Bottom Line Six Ten. We're also available through our free mobile app on the Google Play and the iTunes stores. It's a kind of a gloomy Tuesday out there, Ed. Yes, it is. And it was kind of a gloomy Tuesday in Olympia. Uh, About 10.30 this morning, Dear Leader held another one of his inspiring press conferences where he finger-wagged, talked down to, and then offered a small morsel to those that are directly impacted by the decisions he has made. Um. Just to put one I wanna wanna put one thing in perspective real quick. Okay. Do you know how many restaurants uh, and and to be fair, um let me let me say let me put it like this. Do you know how many eateries are recognized in the state of Washington? God. Ten thousand. Close. Hmm. Fifteen thousand six hundred and ninety. Oh, okay. Okay. 15,690 eateries in the state of Washington Okay, that employ around 334,000 people in the state.
2: All right. Okay.
1: Now, the governor announced today that he is going to take another $50 million in federally allotted money. Yes. And they're going to split that up six or seven different ways. Yeah. Okay. To go with the hundred and thirty five million that they said they were already allocating yes. in a number of different avenues. And the commerce the head of the commerce department, Lisa Brown, said that there were no restrictions on this fifty million. It was all grants. The only thing is they had to show that they were one of the businesses most impacted.
2: It, it, their business was in a category most yes. impacted. most yes. impacted. It's yes. in the
1: category most impacted. Yes. So considering that this money is going to be spread five or six different ways, and businesses are one of the five or six different ways this is going to get split, how far do you think that's going to go?
2: I would guess probably not very far.
1: Okay. So, again, the... The we're we're the, the noble gesture of, of fifty million dollars from the feds. Yeah. Notice notice no mention of state money. Well, no, he couldn't do that. That's right, he couldn't do that without calling
2: in a special session.
1: That's right, he can't. So we're going to we're going to look through the couch again <laughs> to see if we have any change left. And and whatever we come up with from the federal money, because whatever we can do to avoid calling a special session, by God, we're going to do that. We'll just find what's left in the couch, and, and here you go. See, we're doing what we can to help. What you can do to help is call a special session. That's what you can do to help. But obviously, that's not it. Yeah, be, parenthetically to that, I, what I found interesting was
2: that Inslee has gone from bashing Trump now that we are post-election, his uh, daggers are for Senate Republicans.
1: <laughs> yeah, the that's you all know their Mitch, fault.
2: Mitch McConnell and whatever, because they're not passing a new stimulus plan to give us poor states more federal dollars for him to allocate at his whim.
1: That's right, so that he doesn't have to call a special session and doesn't need the legislature's approval. The other part of that is he's just saying they should pass it, even though. It might be garbage, which is what, well, most of it is. So, yes, the House passed this. Well, the House passed garbage. The House didn't pass anything that was overly meaningful. The House just passed a lot of pork uh, and a lot of favors, and the House threw in a bunch of other things in there that weren't going to be beneficial in general. Uh, they were going to be agenda-oriented items. So, of course, they're not going to pass it because it had a lot more in it than just help. Um So, of course, yes, those are the daggers that are going to be there, the pontificating while he's not doing anything other than digging through the couch for pennies and nickels and dimes to try and throw in the direction of businesses so that they thank him.
2: Well, I was going to say, in in distributing them in a manner in which we should all be grateful for.
1: Yes, even though we don't know exactly how it's going to be distributed because it didn't really lay it out other than, you know, kind of a very vague aspect of it. But but it also seemed to me, Ed, and please, I want to know if I'm wrong on this. I really, 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 really want to know if I'm wrong on this. This is just the perception that I got from what the governor said when he was asked about the businesses that have been in defiance of his order. And now that he's extended things another three weeks, so kiss Christmas goodbye, kiss New Year's Eve goodbye. Yeah, at least until January 4th. At
2: least until...
1: The current restrictions are in place. Because if you looked at the timeline from the last announcement, which was, what, three weeks ago? Uh, roughly. Okay, it was roughly three weeks. ago. Yeah, it was due to it was due to expire next week. Right, it was due to expire next week, which so was so he re he reupted a week early. Basically. Right, he reupted a week early. He initially did it for a month. Right. And if I remember correctly, when the announcement was made, the State Department of Health said the numbers they were working on were from three weeks prior to the day the announcement was made. Yes. So the announcement made today to extend another three weeks on top of the original day, had zero data from the three weeks that he has already imposed. Zero. is Zero case
2: information. The zero one, case information. The one thing he did point out was he applauded Washingtonians because apparently uh, airline traffic was cut in half for Thanksgiving. So clearly... We were all doing our part.
1: Oh, because people didn't want to get on a plane. Yes. But they could have driven somewhere. Yes. Oh, okay. Could have taken a train. He didn't look. At, he didn't look at Amtrak numbers. Do we still have trains? Yeah, we anyway, have trains. We okay. do. We do still have trains. There are people that still take trains. Believe okay. it or not. All right. Um, he, he didn't. He didn't look at the ferry lines or, and didn't look at the ferry traffic to see where that was. Nope. Airline I, I traffic just, over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so we cut about in half. We we therefore. Good job, people. Yes, so we picked and we chose. Peasants. Yes. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Hey, this is Chris Morrison.
1: What's up, Chris?
3: Yeah, I just stepped in the car, and I heard Rob Gillen zero, zero, zero. And I assume you're just talking about Jay Ansley. Yeah. So three more weeks, no data, great call, great executive decision. Um, I'm just curious how long they're going to let him continue to do this. I mean, they keep saying they're going to wait for him to slip up and they're going to get a special session, but I don't see that there's enough players wanting to do anything about this, and he just keeps skipping the rock.
1: You know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because there was a business in Yakima that operates three gyms called Anytime Fitness. And they were first hit by L&I in the summer. One of the gyms was hit for the roughly, I think it's like $9,963, something like that. And then they got hit again in November in each one of their gyms. So you're talking roughly $40,000 in fines by L&I. Well, the owner decided to fight, got an attorney, and they appealed. They won their appeal yesterday. Yeah. And the fines have been wiped off. Now, we did reach out to the owner of the business, and this is not over. okay, no. Because I'm sure there is an expectation the state is going to file an appeal. Sure. So I, I did briefly have contact with the owner today, and and he politely declined the opportunity to join us because this could still go on, and I don't want to say anything to jeopardize anything. And I said I appreciate that. I congratulated him on round one, and wished him luck moving forward. There's not a lot of detail out there as to what they did, what the argument was, and what 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 they used. To show that these fines were were wrongly imposed, but that's a start. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio Six Ten KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Hey guys, how's it going? It's Rock from Pasco. What's up, Rock? Hey, so uh, I was just sitting here, you know, thinking earlier. Uh, you remember back in 2014 when they had that Sierra Leone freaking had that uh, uh, Ebola outbreak and they sent doctors without borders and all that stuff. And we had that nurse that came back and they didn't know if she was uh, infected or not. Um, but when she came back, Chris Christie, or Chris Christie asked her to quarantine. He wanted her to quarantine because Ebola a bigger killer than freaking COVID. And the left freaked out. Said she's an American citizen. She has the right to travel. And now we're going. Oh well, COVID with the uh, death death percent of point uh, zero point zero 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 three nine all of America. That's what it is. Let's quarantine everybody. But let's take away their rights. Let's take away. But when it came when Obama was in office and and their president-elect Joe Biden was in office and Ebola was, you know, we didn't know if she was infected or not. It went to court. You know, they fought for her and they fought for her and said she's an American citizen. We couldn't do that. Do you guys recall that?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a little, a little no, fuzzier on it than it. I remember it that,
2: that, uh, that story. Rock, thank you very much for the call. It is, you know, a bit hypocritical, to say the least. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, look, people have been influenced over the last how many months from a media every night telling you how scary this is. And how deadly this is. And, uh, you know, pretty soon a lot of people start believing it. 547 1610, 509 547 1610. Back with more after this.
0: The bottom line the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509 547 1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 16K on a five four seven one six ten. If you would like to get involved, Robin, Ed, hanging with you, and Ed, one of the things I want to mention is, you know, we were talking about the the case involving the the fitness centers in Yakima. Um, when I did speak to the owner, he said, "Look, what worked for us might not work for everybody." Yeah. What worked in our argument may not work for other local businesses. Just, he's like, just want to be honest about that. You know, it, it might it might not be a it might not be a one size fits all argument, but our argument worked and we won round one based on that argument. And so, is it possible? Well, I, I mean, I I think in all reality that the the roadmap you know, could have something to do with it. But the fact that a business successfully challenged the fines and won. Yes. Is a a big positive.
2: Now we'll see, you know, they they won the battle. We'll see if they win the war or not. But yes, it is encouraging. And I'm sure a lot of businesses are going to be looking towards that strategy to see if there's, you know, if they want to mount a challenge and look, there's, There's challenges on the west side, too. Sure. Um, You know, we just hear about the ones around here. There's businesses in the Puget Sound who have had enough and say, if I don't open, even if it's, you know, for uh, partially, I'm I'm going under and I lose everything. And we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah. The governor's got four more years of salary. Right. He's not losing anything.
2: Right, and you know, as as soon as Congress, you know, gives us money, so he can distribute it, then everything will be fine. What does sure. that sound like? Yeah, oh, well, what, what, is, what does that
1: sound like? It sounds. Does it sound like, like a representative democracy. Well, it sounds like somebody who's not willing to take the accountability and responsibility of his position. He's waiting for someone else to bail well, him out. It's
2: it's a partial control issue that he's having. Partial. Uh, well, <laughs> no, it, it's it's partially because he. Uh, you know, is a control freak, but the other part of it is, I think, and this is my speculation. I think there are. I think he's afraid of what the legislature might do. Oh, no question. Because there are Democratic representatives in this state who are wondering why, what the hell they're supposed to be doing. But remember, people it- elected them to represent them in Olympia, and even the Democrat elected legislators are wondering why am i even here if if this guy is
1: doing everything if he calls the special session they can do anything yes if they call that's why he doesn't want to right but if they call the session they have to stay within what they're calling the session for and so does it does it give him more protection that way yes it does but if he calls it he knows that there will be a push to to take some of that power away that he's currently enjoying and bathing in.
2: Well, and, and things are going so well. Well, so, they I are, mean, yeah. They're I grand. don't know why you would change it. Of course not.
1: You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Hi, guys. It's Ryan from Richland. What's up, Ryan? Hey, I have a question for you, and you guys might have heard of it. Isn't there a study currently out that says that there's no difference? COVID-19 pandemic between a state like ours, Washington State, that's completely shut down and a state where it's completely open. But
2: We lost you, Ryan. Uh, We got most of of what you were trying to say. Yeah, there's a lot of studies out there. And, uh, you know, that's one of the benefits. The longer this thing goes on, the more data we in the United States and we around the world can start collecting. Yeah on the situation and we will dive in well i will dive into that later and you know no offense to rob but i i did i did a deep dive on one such study and uh, quite interesting results so let's head back to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from
5: hey it's howard in richland hi howard hey uh related to studying data looks like the uh medical uh, review board in great britain uh, studied and reviewed the uh vaccine and approved it and today folks in great britain are getting their vaccines uh, starting with the older population again taxpayer justice uh, for the u.s taxpayer i would really appreciate it if uh, u.s uh, elderly population and medical personnel could be getting the vaccine today thanks very much
2: appreciate it um that is true Great, the UK. I I asked Uh, the same question
1: actually. How did a ninety-year-old woman in the UK get the vaccine first?
2: Yeah, yeah, and well, there, there's the uh, the biggest thing is this: the FDA, even though it was quote unquote fast tracked, it's still up to the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, to greenlight it. They are expected to do so. Everyone in the country is expecting the first, including Washington State, is expecting the first delivery. A
1: vaccine a week from today, the fifteenth. It didn't John Weisman say something like just over sixteen thousand doses are coming in the first batch and two hundred and no, some in the first and two hundred in the first 200 two hundred and some in the first month.
2: Yeah, two hundred and nineteen thousand doses in uh, in December in the state of Washington, once the, the FDA now look the, the the regulatory body in the UK, they they did it faster, okay um but ours is ours is coming and you know we talked about you know the older population in the UK getting it first in Washington state the frontline medical folks doctors nurses and the like will get their you know they'll get a shot at it first right second on the list is uh residents and workers at long-term care facilities uh, two of the places that have been hit the hardest during the pandemic um, so that those are the two groups after that we don't know i mean it could it's not going to be a free for all after that but i mean they haven't they, they haven't figured out the list past those two entities just yet 54716105095471610 you can email us too by going to the website 610kona.com go to the bottom line page Send us your question or your comment.
0: get in by phone. Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the Bottom Lines page at 610KONA.com. Back to the Bottom Line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Back in the
1: bottom line, news radio, 610-KONA, A 1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. CBD American Shaman across from the Great Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Right now and every day offering you a full money-back guarantee for 30 days on every single product they have in the store. Whether you bring it back empty, half full, completely full, full 30-day money-back guarantee on anything in the store that's how much they stand behind their 100 percent all-natural cbd products at cbd american shaman stop by today where you don't have to get high to get help they are the experts in hemp and cbd products here in the tri-cities across from the great elevator on clearwater in kennewick you're up on the bottom line what's your name where are you calling from
6: what's going on fellas it's mike what's up, mike hey i got food for your thoughts today Um, when the VCR came out it didn't take too long until a CD came out took its place didn't take too long digital came out took its place computer you started out with uh, this big old floppy disk and then you went to a CD drive and then you went to a thumb drive so the way I'm looking at this vaccine is you got the first batch coming out When does the CD drive come out, and then when does the thumb drive come out? Because it's got to get better and better. I don't think I really want to be the first guy to take the first dose when I know if you wait a year, a year and a half, they'll have a better one.
2: That's an interesting point, Mike. Appreciate the call. Of course, you could be dead by then.
1: I'm also disappointed that Mike completely skipped over Laserdisc.
2: Yeah, no doubt.
1: I mean, you skipped over LaserDisc, Mike. I know. I mean, that was that was. I mean, those things were bigger than records. <laughs> but no, no I, I get his, point. I get
2: his point. And, and you know, um, there are I I know people who are not all that jazzed about getting the vaccine here in the next month or two when when the general public gets it. Why? Because of exactly what Mike said. They, you know, it, the. Even though the vaccine has been tested and approved and at least um, the Pfizer one has a very, very high effective rating. Um, there's going to be people who don't want to take it because, number one, they don't want to inject even a part of that virus into them. Number two, what Mike said was, you know, why do you want to be First in line for something that is new. I mean that's okay if you know, it's okay if you want to stand in line for the latest technology piece. Right. That you gotta have. But I get it why this is different. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: Hey, this is Matt from Golendale.
2: Hi, Matt. What's up?
3: Well, everybody's saying pay attention to the science. Pay attention to the science and uh so what was the report that came out from Johns Hopkins University? They said that they did a, a mean test. It, it went back, like, I don't know how many years. So the mean average of people dying in the United States, you know, it, like a, a total. So for one year, if you had a 100,000 people die, and then the next year you had a 100,000 people die, and with the COVID, there's still 100,000 people that died. And they're, they're claiming that 280,000 people died from COVID alone. So that's going to be up above and beyond from, uh, our, our, our mean average. Uh, it's, it's been proven false. So this is all a great big ploy by the Democrats. Yeehaw. Uh, And it goes, it just all goes
2: back to Trump and Obama. Appreciate the call, Matt. Again, talking about science and the different reports coming up next hour. You science geeks, science nerds, and anybody that wants to hear anything a little bit different perspective on the coronavirus, I found a very intriguing international study that I'll break down and we can discuss. That'll be coming up next hour.
1: Of course, we know that that everything right now is is all tied back to COVID. And, you know, the governor's press conference earlier today, he made some very interesting statements. And I would really like to know if I'm taking this statement the wrong way. Um, Because he was asked about a business over on the west side. Uh, I think it's called Spiffy's. It's a, it's an eatery. Ah, yes. And um, the governor talked about, he, he, he mentioned the amount of fines that business is accruing. So it's about a little bit more than a minute, but I want to play this for you so you can hear the governor's response after being asked a question about the enforcement of the... Um, about his proclamation on businesses closing.
7: Yeah, there, there will be, unfortunately, some enforcement action necessary. But here's some really, really good news and hard news. This is hard. The vast majority of businesses are complying with these restrictions, the vast majority. And this is really hard for business owners to do. So it's really hard for them to have to close a restaurant and then see somebody else breaking the law when they've had to shut their restaurant, that is just not fair to them. So, for those business owners that are breaking the law, which they're doing by staying open, uh, you, you should have to answer to your fellow business people who are you, that you are jeopardizing in a sense and being very unfair to. So, I want to thank the business owners who are being compliant. It is a difficult thing to do, but giant numbers and giant percentages are doing it. In these difficult times. Uh, the enforcement mechanisms uh, uh, will be significant. Um, uh, the one restaurant you mentioned will be facing fines of I think it's $9,000 a day, so they'll be facing fines already of over $60,000. So we do need to have compliance and we will act uh, accordingly to, uh, uh, to move towards compliance.
1: Okay, so first off, about 30 seconds in, I threw up in my mouth. Only 30, huh? (laughs) uh, Because as he's talking about numbers, he doesn't have to back it up. Um, He's talking about how these businesses are being unfair to other businesses, but he overlooks the fact he's being unfair to all of these businesses. He doesn't bring up his unfairness to all of these businesses that are suffering. No, it's the businesses that are voluntarily complying to close. They're being treated unfairly by the businesses that aren't. Well, I guess he fails to realize that he is not a dictator. He does not have the ability to turn around and unilaterally dictate other people's lives, particularly when it comes to this, because, again, he has no skin in the game at all in any way, shape or form. None. He gets a check, and it's our taxpayer dollars that pay him. So the fact that he put it in that regard was absolutely sickening to me, first off. Then he goes into the aspect of this business, and am I am, am, I, am I misreading the end of that comment? But it sounds to me like he's declaring war on small businesses. Could be. Could be.
2: Uh, A couple of things stuck out to me was the overabundance of the word compliance or comply that um, sends shivers down my spine. We
1: will have compliance. Yes.
2: And number two, it is debatable, in fact, whether or not. They are, quote-unquote, breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: Uh, Dave from McKinnon, you stole my thunder.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Well, bring oh, some other no. thunder.
3: That's what I wanted to bring up. I, said I thought I, maybe it was a slip of the tongue or something,
5: but I could have swore it to the legislature to pass laws. That's what I was going to say.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it does, Dave.
5: It great minds think does. alike,
1: Dave. It, great it, minds. It takes the legislature to pass laws. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
6: Hey, fellas. It's me again. Hi, uh, me. It's just, you, you hit around right on the nail head when you say you throw up in your mouth because this is how um, I would like to use curse words, but I'm not going to. This is how F dumb. He is. He says, and I quote, you should be accountable to your other business people. Well, if all of the business people were accountable to each other, they would all be open because everybody would agree to be open. The only reason they're closed is because his dumb gluteus maximus has a law that says you can't be open. If somebody wants to come to your business, they ought to be able to want to choose that. Not that that moron says that you can't come. If you went to every business person and said, "Hey, let's let's be open," they're all going to say, "Let's be open." He's an idiot. He's just a moron. You can't fix morons.
2: Thanks, Mike. I I you know but- I rem- I I remember. In junior high, when I learned the term gluteus, gluteus maximus, yes, it you, was the greatest
1: thing. Well, yeah, because you laughed the rest of the day. Like, oh, for months, <laughs> months afterwards.
2: We'd be, uh, we'd be you know at lunch or in, in PE or something. Hey, but, huh, gluteus maximus.
1: Here's the other part of, of, <laughs> of what Mike mentioned and I was going to get to as well. When the governor said accountable to each other then why are you forcing them to be accountable to you? Because that's what you're doing. You're forcing them to be accountable to you, not to each other. You are putting the accountability. You are putting these enforcements out. You are telling them to levy the fines. They're not being accountable to each other. You're not asking them to be accountable to each other. They're asking them to follow your orders. And I don't know if it's a law. It might be a rule. It is it might a not rule. be a law. It, think about it. What
2: what happens? What what's the 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 chain of events here? Businesses can be fined by whom? L and I. Thank you. You can also get your liquor license stripped by LCB. Okay, I don't recall the attorney general's office or the governor's office itself being able to do that. Nope. It, so therefore, it is not a law. It is a rule. They are in violation of rules. And what's the old phrase? Rules are meant to be broken. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
6: Yeah, this is Jordan Fletcher. Hey, isn't Kinsley still in question to be the governor? Cole hasn't succeeded
5: right? So... Is
1: there any more
5: information on that? Yeah, yeah. There's,
1: you know. Mean, what's going on there? Okay, so as far as the whole concession thing goes, concessions don't mean anything. No. Uh, concessions, there's nothing in law or nothing in anything that says the opponent has to concede for the other person to win. I don't know that Al Gore ever actually really conceded. But you don't have to concede. That is just a. That is a... Uh, a tradition more than anything else that the opponent concedes. Uh, it doesn't it's not a finalization of any kind of results with a concession. as far as anything else is concerned. the election in the state of Washington has been certified unless and the Secretary of State has called for this because there have been accusations of of questionable, vote totals and so on and so forth, and registrations out there. Secretary of State has called on them to provide evidence for her to be able to investigate. Apparently, a lawsuit is supposed to be filed. Uh, it was supposed to have been filed, I thought, last week. But there has been talk. Uh, the, the the chairman of Lauren Kolb's campaign uh, had talked about a lawsuit coming. We haven't seen it filed yet. No. But once it's filed, we certainly will let you know that that's happened. But as of right now, Jay Inslee is the governor-elect of the state of Washington. Without anything foreseeably changing, unless we see a lawsuit filed with things with with, with certain things alleged that they've got something to back it up with. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K one A. Your name, where are you calling from?
6: This is Tom from Kennewick.
1: So on your mind, Tom.
6: Well, your last call is a smart guy, but too many people. Uh, Call these uh, Democrats stupid or they don't understand. These guys understand everything they do. They're either a bunch of, I don't know whether they're communists, whether they're socialists, but they are out to change this country into what they want. And people need to stop saying they don't understand or they're stupid. They are a bunch of evil people who are, that you need to start calling them what they are. That's what I have to say.
1: Thanks for the call, Tom. And, and I agree. They are not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. And this whole voter vote by mail initiative throughout the nation, this expansion of it, as soon as they started talking about it, believe me, Tom, Ed and I looked at each other and said, this is the mechanism they are going to use to try and win this election. They are going to put states that are not used to doing this this level of mail-in voting they're going to burden their systems. Mistakes are going to be made. They're not going to be able to account for everything. And wouldn't you know it, all of a sudden what happens? Joe Biden somehow in the fourth time he runs for president wins. It's, it's. believe me, they are not stupid. They know exactly how to game the system because they've been gaming it for decades, going all the way back to when Al Capone was beating up dock workers in Chicago for votes. 1960, when the mob helped Kennedy win Illinois via Chicago. Trust me, they've been gaming the system for decades. They know how to do this. And then they cry victim because the media helps them cry victim. More of the bottom line after this.
0: Now back to the bottom line. Radio 610 K O N A. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the Legendscasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. This
2: is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610. Let's go right to the phones. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
8: Hello, gentlemen. This is Cheeky from PASCO. Hi, Cheeky. What's up? So there's a gentleman that called in your last bit that said. About the restaurant owners, all need to support each other and stay open. And I wonder if that were to happen, and all of these restaurants get fined, but then the restaurants turn around and sue the government or sue the governor because legally it is not in law. Um, he cannot make the laws, even though he may his inflated brain.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's that's a possible scenario. We've already seen some businesses sue uh the governor. Um Slidewaters was one uh, up in uh in the Lake Chelan area and you are starting to hear some pushback by businesses in the Puget Sound uh which is significant because you know so many people want to dismiss what happens east of the Cascades as oh, you know, it's they're all bumpkins out there anyway. But if something happens in the Puget Sound, then then they start to take notice. So that's encouraging that businesses across the state are saying, look, we, we can't handle this anymore. We're going to go under, and we're going to fight to keep our, our business and our livelihood going. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
8: Hi, this is Aunt Sandy from Kennewick.
2: And what's on your mind today?
8: Well, um, I can't help but think of... Nazi Germany, when Hitler was just taking over, you know, banning books, telling you what to, to read, um, taking, you want to take your guns, want to, you know, uh, just just trying to little nudge, little nudge, little nudge, and all of a sudden it's going to be a big whammo one of these days, you know, and so it's just, it's such an eerie feeling, you know, if you really read up on pre. The prehistory of all that before the before we got involved in the war, which um, yesterday was a day that went down in infamy, but um, it was just you know it, it's just really scary to think what to, where things are going to go kind of thing. So that's all that's all I wanted to say.
2: Appreciate it, and you can even look at uh, uh, fascist Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the 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 turn. You know Brazil didn't have Cuba. You know, Cuba. Right. They you know, there's a number of places that, um, you know, stuff like that doesn't happen overnight. And there are enough people that are seeing some similarities in the progression of things in parts of this country that are saying, hey, wait a minute. uh, What's happening to our country? Thankfully, we have some patriots that are standing up or starting to stand up. Um, Hopefully it doesn't come to a civil war but it might. I mean, a war of ideologies. Where does this country go from this point forward? That's really the question. Let's squeeze one more call in before the hour is up. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
5: Well, Sparky here, and I hope we don't have a war, but it, you're right. It might be heading that way. The First Amendment says that we have the right to uh, people to peaceably assemble. Now, Isn't assembling in a restaurant or a, or a lounge or, or whatever? Now, I want to. I want to thank the. I want to thank uh, Kona. I woke up again last night. Uh, George Nori. Um, uh, what, what, what's it called? Not bottom line. It's uh, coast to coast. And he had a guy on there last night, John, Jonathan Emort, and he said, and he said the same thing. He says, Authori- authoritarian, authoritarian. These these governors are become dictators. They don't have the authority to to do what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway. And, it, and they're totally totally on a on line, and it's illi- what they're doing is, is illegal. Look at the gal in California that's crying her eyes out because she puts all the outside uh, seating in there, and then they put up a bunch of tents next to her or whatever the heck they were doing. All right, I'll let you go, guys. Thanks.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Hour number one is in the books. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two, we've got more ground to cover, including a very interesting... International study that I stumbled upon. We'll share some of the results of that and how it might fit to the U.S.,